Hey guys, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. We made it again. Hope your weekend was great. Mine was uh, unbelievable. I did shows at the La Jolla Comedy Store uh, after Comedy Works Denver. Went to San Diego. Uh, I made a little stop at Red Rocks to see my friends, the Head and the Heart, crush it at Red Rocks. Holy shit. Unbelievable. Amazing. Inspiring. Uh, just um, If you get a chance to see the Head and the Heart live, do it. Shout out to my friend Charity for uh, hooking up the experience. Unbelievable. Then went to San Diego. Shows all weekend at the Comedy Store. Got, a, got, a, got an encore in Standing O on Saturday night. Late show. That was unbelievable. We brought a, a girl on at the end and had her call her fiance at his bachelor party and uh it was just an unbelievable uh fun spontaneous moment the songs were great and um shout out to avery pearson frank castillo and sandy danto for also bringing the heat um today's episode is a special one because there is no guest baby just brad williams and adam ray we have not done this in quite some time and it was a it was necessary you know we needed just a just the two of us, and uh, you know, just reminds me why we did the podcast in the first place. So fun, so many laughs, so many great stories. We talk about Brad's bachelor party, which uh, as much as we could, and um, more about his wedding. My week in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Uh, it's a great episode, super fun, so enjoy the hell out of this one, and follow us on Twitter at ALN Podcast, at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad. Instagram is at Adam Ray Comedy, at ALN Podcast, and at Brad Williams Comic. Tour dates, bradwilliamscomedy.com. This weekend, Brad, you can go see that motherfucker in Tampa at the Improv Thursday through Friday. No, Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday, August 10th through the 12th. Tampa Improv, Brad Williams. Go see him. Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. You can see me this week at the Comedy Store. Check adamraycomedy.com for all my dates. Um, L.A. this week, but next week, the 16th through the 19th of August, uh, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas. First time at Cap City Comedy Club. If you live in Austin or anywhere nearby, please come see me. Uh, August uh, 16th through the 19th at Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. And then the uh, week after, I'll be in Zanies. I'm sorry, in Rosemont, Illinois, Chicago at Zanies Comedy Club, August 23rd through the 26th. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Um, big Hollywood shows coming up, headlining the Hollywood Improv, August 30th. That's a Wednesday, 8 p.m. adamraycomedy.com for all your tickets. All right? Alien uh, merch and past episodes at aboutlastnightpodcast.com. We have our new merch and site ready to go. So give us another week or so, and then we will relaunch a bunch of new exciting shit. Uh, beanies, hats, mugs, uh, 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 sweats. I'm so pumped. These logos are dope. Um, and uh, I can't wait for you guys to see them and rock them and bring them to the shows. All right? Uh, a lot of great apps on the way. Uh, so make sure you are subscribed on iTunes and rate and comment on the iTunes page. Show us some love and email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Your ALN highlights, moments, where you get the pod. And we'll read some of those moments on air and send you some free merch. How's that sound? Again, I want to shout out all the, the uh, ALN fans that came to the shows in La Jolla. So many. Um, There's a kid named Wes. It was unbelievable. It was just so sweet. So they've been listening from the get go. Uh, a bunch of fans. Um, any of those those La Jolla fans, shoot me a message. Might, might send you some shit. I want to give you some extra shout-outs. You guys were dope. Um, all right, I think that's it. Now that we got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. No podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. The next sound you hear, you're going to think it's Adam Ray. You're going to think that it's Adam. You're going to think like, oh yeah, that's the voice that should be the voice of of. Adam Ray, but it's really a man who has swallowed a small insect who is constantly scratching at his throat. Is that what it sounds like? <laughs> it does, right? Well, it, it's just it, it's just that it's not you. 
I mean, it's funny how much not having, I mean, look, this is already significantly better than it was yesterday. Really? And I got a shot today called a Tordal shot. Tordal? Which sounds, Wait, which sounds that, like the name of the shot that when, once they create something to make you taller will be the name of that shot. <laughs> Wait, Brad, why did why you write a whole new act? Because I got that, I got that Tordal shot. <laughs> Tordal fixes all. It's an anti. Tordal grows all. It's wow. a. It, 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 it's an. It's an anti-dwarfatory. <laughs> you just take it, and then it's no more dwarfism. They yeah. found the cure, which. Which, by the way, if they do ever find the cure, oh man, I'm like scared. <laughs> For real? Yeah, because I don't think I'd do it. I was just about to say I would not let you do it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Like if, if there was some sort of thing where it's like. Hey, it's like getting plastic surgery. You know, yeah. it's changing who you are. Yeah, and 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 dramatically, like yeah. your entire livelihood. It would, it would. I don't know what 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 it's like to live as a as a tall person. Now, if there was some sort of uh, imminent health uh, thing that I had because of my dwarfism, then okay, maybe. But right now, knock on wood, I don't, and I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. No, you won't. Uh, and as long as the Obamacare stays, yeah, uh, it, it will. By the way. <laughs> No, I mean, it's okay. I'm rich, um, <laughs> so it's fine. Even if the, it goes away, I'm fine. By the way, a great segment for the show we are trying to create, in which you, you know how like Tyra Banks used to do on her show, and yes, I watched some of it, where she would basically put herself in a fat suit and yes. go around. Yes, I I remember that segment, and I hated that segment. Well, you know, okay, so you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I go around as a tall person. Yeah, we get a we we get a makeup artist or some sort of special effects. Well, they put you. I mean, it's not just stilts. It's like a. Yeah. They definitely like we have the technology. Like you look yes. at this the the animatronics that they use for Avatar, for Lord of the Rings, or for anything. Like yeah. even back in the Dark Crystal days, the stuff Jim Henson was doing was ahead of its time. So Absolutely. that was thirty years ago. So they would have something to where. You know, you could control whatever, but you would be able to walk normally and the legs would move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You wouldn't even want to try that, would you? I mean, I would want to try it just You've because... tried virtual reality yes. PlayStation shit. Which freaked me out oh, okay. because I was... Uh, I, I I have the virtual reality uh, Batman game and uh, Bruce Wayne is like six foot three, six foot five, and you're in that world. So, like, when you're Bruce Wayne, you're that tall. Like, right. everything, like, when you go up to a piano or something, it comes up to his waist instead of, for me, my forehead. So, <laughs> and I was in that world going, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like this. Like, I don't even like, like, getting on a stool and uh, 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 being eye contact with someone in a bar, which I do sometimes just because of the noise levels. And then I look around going, I don't like being this height. For real? Yeah. I don't like it. Wow. It, it's weird. Like, it's, it's it doesn't feel... Well, because you've spent your entire life... Yeah. Doing, I mean... Yeah. I, I I wouldn't like it, but... It's like when my dad first shaved his mustache after seeing him with it my entire life. I was like... Oh, that had to be, like, traumatized. Who, who are you? Yeah. What have you done with my father? Yeah. And uh, that, that segment where... Tyra Banks put on like a fat suit and like fat makeup and then this is this is you remember the segment right this is how this is how bitchy she was she would go like hit on guys and then they'd be like oh yeah sure whatever didn't and then, she cry afterwards or something yeah cause then she like ripped off the fat suit and was like oh I'm Tyra Banks now don't you regret like being mean to me cause I was fat yeah. and I'm like Really, bitch? Uh, okay, so like... No, thanks. No, it's like you walked up and you were in a... Now your attitudes. Yeah, you, know, you were... In a, yeah, now I'm not attracted disgusting. to you because <laughs> because you're a conniving bitch, not because of anything that you look like. But like if you walk up in a fat suit, and she had a fat suit, like fat bastard type fat suit. This was not like Ashley Graham plus size model fat suit. This was like, holy crap. This was like Mama June before surgery. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it, yes, if that person comes up to you and starts aggressively hitting on you, yeah, that's going to be uncomfortable. I don't care. You're going to be a little weird with that. Yeah. It's it's not I don't know. fair to like put someone in that sit like, "Oh, now that I'm now that you know I'm hot, aren't you pissed off that you're not banging me?" No. Not really. Like, yes, I would I would like to bang the thin Tyra Banks. I what was, not... At what point in her show did that happen? I feel like cuz every there's so many attempted talk shows whether it's like Katie Couric or um, Meredith Vieira or yeah. Tyra Banks or yeah. you know so many uh, Oprah wannabes you know what I'm saying where people Wendy Williams how you doing which by the way okay well that I, that's a bad example because I fucking love Wendy Williams love Wendy Williams dude it's a hate watch though oh, okay. I literally watch it and I'm like you're so good at being so bad <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And also, that was a great impression. And you know how, how much you, I, do it. you know how much I love Norbit, and it makes me think of Norbit. And that's not a black thing. That's a tonally that's a tonally voice thing. The way she says it. Wendy Williams makes you think of Norbit. Yeah. 
How you doing? <laughs> but wait, and that and that's and that's your catchphrase. And then she 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 walks out. But and she goes, talks. How you doing? And she, then her whole audience is like, Yes, Wendy. She she <laughs> her tangents and non sequiturs and transitions are so just dumbfoundingly awful. <laughs> and she talks about literally everything that you go. I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> and she talks about it, and then you go. And she makes you care a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you also can tell that, and I think that she just goes, oh, I'm rich. I don't give a fuck. I know that I'm appealing to the lowest common denominator. Right. But you know, when I say Oprah Wannabes, which is a great name for a band, uh, <laughs> there are so many people that saw her, her um, you know, template as far as like, once Oprah started to like, right. not just you know, not just give away cars and whatnot, but she was like, you know, going into uh, places and doing real like human, uh, you know, um, condition uh help pieces? yeah, yeah okay. pieces yeah and so i think tyra and Kirk and all these other people were like They're all right now to what's going to be our one episode where we kind of right really help people and show people that like i'm more than just a supermodel or i'm more than just a today show host or you know yeah and 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 i think it's incredibly hypocritical for uh tyra banks let's say who is who is a supermodel was the supermodel multiple covers of Sports Illustrated to then say like oh well and you shouldn't just objectify me for my looks you're a model yeah that's your job <laughs> yeah like that's like that's like you and me going on stage and being like hey don't objectify me for my jokes don't just laugh at me because I'm funny that's our job. Yeah. Our job is to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. That is what we are supposed to do when we are on stage. That is it. Yeah. Uh, so if we don't do that, then we're not doing our job. Yeah. So if you're a model, and I, and this goes across the spectrum. This is to say, like, if if if, if you don't look good, you're, then okay, that's not doing your job then, because yeah. that's what a model is. Yeah. All right. I'm not. It does it, and we could talk about unfair uh, uh, unfair expectations of body image and that's fine that's a whole separate debate but to say like you don't like I'm I'm more than just a pretty face not when you're when you're a model that's what your job is you're yeah. supposed to look good you're supposed to look hot you're, you're supposed to make clothes cars whatever your modeling look good and just like I'm supposed to make everything look bigger next to me okay <laughs> you put anything next to me it looks bigger if you're like hey the new three musketeers bar is actually really big you put it you you, you put a midget next to it and then it looks bigger because now it because now it looks like i can use it as a lightsaber <laughs> what's up oh yeah this is unpretty yeah T tlc right i just as you're just as you were getting very fired up which by the way i think is the most passionate we've ever been on this podcast about anything <laughs> I, I that hate matters. That, yeah, I hate that it was all about like I wish that my message was like uh child sweatshops or the sex the sex slave laws or something like that and not and not like models need to be hot. <laughs> but, I, like I wish I picked like a more noble thing to get isn't passionate that, about. Isn't that what this song was uh I remember this music video was like a lot of like teenage girls going through like body image issues yeah and 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 as i'm trying to say i'm not trying to say that like everyone has to be thin and hot no 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 no, i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying that if that's your job yeah. it, like if a if a if a mechanic is like well you shouldn't judge me on just how i fix a car it's like yes i should yeah because that's what your job description is yeah so you need to do your job correctly um speaking of 90s songs Yes. You are leaving Ooh. this podcast tonight to attend yes. maybe one of the greatest 90s throwback combo shows of all time. <laughs> I am, and I'm very excited about now, it. Now, I've seen the Counting Crows numerous times, yeah. and they always bring it. Because yes. Adam Duritz does a great job of always finding a different twist on songs, because I think he just gets bored. Sure. But it makes for a fun show, because you're like, oh, cool, he's going to sing this one in a different key. Yes. Uh, and sometimes it gets annoying, because you're like, hey, man. Sing in the tone that I memorized it from the album. I want to hear Mr. Jones. You dropped an octave, and I can't yeah. adjust. I, I, I don't. I don't want to hear round here the the acoustic version. Yeah, yeah. I want the full band. Yes, I want the full experience. Uh, they're gonna crush it, and then yep. I don't know who's opening. Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas. I wish the real world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three, three a.m. Well, that push. Three a.m. is maybe one of the greatest songs of all time. I love and that. And basically, song. if there's a song that sums up 1998 for me, it's three a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all, and the beginning guitar riff. It's also so classic '90s. Yeah. Such like, would uh, you put it in the yacht rock category? Oh, see, I was thinking about this the other day. 
What is Yacht Rock? I don't think I know what Yacht Rock is. I've, I've heard it described a Adam bunch of Devine times. Adam Devine says that's what the type of music that I like. <laughs> Yacht Rock? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, that. see, that's more clear to me. Katie, do you know what Yacht Rock is? Okay. Because I'll look it up. I don't know what Yacht Rock is, but if someone said, oh, it's Adam Ray music, I'd be like, <laughs> now I know exactly what okay, you're talking well, about. <laughs> because that's Spin Doctors, that's Goo Goo Dolls, that's Gin Blossoms, that's Third Eye Blind. That's that kind of category. It, it, now, if, if that's what Yacht Rock is, then I'm in. I got that. What yeah, does it say? You know, the Blowfish. That's yeah, know, it, Lennox. Yeah, Yacht Rock is a, a variation of popular soft rock that okay. packed between the years of '76 and '84. Oh. Significant oh. Yacht Rockers include Mike McDonald, Kenny Loggins, Christopher Cross, and Toto. Well, I like all of those. Okay, I mean, I figured Christopher Cross would be in there because he literally has a song called "Sailing." Yeah. So that would be the quintessential yacht rock song. I mean, oh yeah, takes me away. That's a horrible Christopher Cross impression. That wasn't bad. <laughs> What's uh, your favorite Michael McDonald song? Oh jeez, uh, it, it's weird because now I can't hear Michael McDonald without thinking. There you go. Wait, no, this is is this Warren G or did Warren G cover this? Warren G. Co- wow, dude, Michael McDonald did this first. Oh, okay, Warren G took it. I literally didn't know that. Yeah, I, 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 I heard this and I was like, "It was a cold dark night." Like, yeah. I, like I was ready to bust into Warren G and Nate Dog. I mean, what a great song! See, now when I hear this, it's hard for me not to think of the Will Sasso impression because so it, it, it's just like that's the thing that now comes into my head when when I hear Michael McDonald's voice. It's just a weird ass impression. We were. We were we were looking for yacht rock songs on uh, my bachelor party. Yeah, we were because we went out on a boat, especially for the boat. Yeah, which was amazing. And don't get me wrong, if if you want to have your bachelor party in Vegas, that's fine. That's yeah. great. There's certainly times for that, and there's and there's fantastic times that you can have in Vegas. But uh, we went to Lake Tahoe for my bachelor party, and uh, fuck yeah, dude, that was a great time. It was amazing. Ooh. You uh, you I don't know how you picked the location. But I'm also glad you picked it somewhat close because, like, yeah. sometimes people for weddings or bachelor parties, and look, it's always great, and you find a way to go. But like, when you hear like bachelor party in Cabo, you're like, all right, cool. It's gonna take a little bit more finagling to get there. Yeah, a bachelor party in like at Disney World, like keeping it like try to be cognizant of like everyone that you want to go and yeah. the geographic location yeah. to where they live. Yeah, and uh, most of my guys, in fact, all uh, uh, yeah, most of my guys were either in Southern California or Northern California, and uh, so I had mine in Lake Tahoe. That being said, and, bachelor uh, party in China, very bummed out that that did not happen. <laughs> so next time, think outside the box. <laughs> next one, ne- next wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, not next wedding. Just yeah, next, the reunion. Yes, the bachelor party reunion, which I, I think we plan on doing this. Yeah. Some version of this every fucking year. Well, I think it, dudes because it was awesome. Dudes are simple. You need a boat. You need water. You need booze. You need f- food. And also, we didn't even need a ton of food. It was like we were starving. We were waiting for the boat, and then um, yeah. uh, your boy Pete yeah. went and got us a bag of burgers. A, ba- <laughs> a, ba- a bag of burgers, not to be confused with a bag of dicks, which is a great insult. Yes, well, but uh, a literal bag of burgers. A bag of dicks is what you order at the burger <laughs> at bag of burgers. <laughs> When you want just a bag of burgers to go. Yes. You go, can I get a quick bag of dicks? And uh, they go, oh, 10 burgers? Yeah. For 10 dudes getting on a boat? Especially if you're at Dick's Burgers in Seattle. Yes. Then you can literally order a bag of dicks. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so then we just had, we got burgers, we had beers, we're on a boat, and even though as the boat was going up and down on the water, uh, it, it kept giving you repeated nut shots, which, oh, yeah, made, was, we, <laughs> which made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> it was like, I was, I felt like what was happening was, you know, see those videos when like a baby like sees a pet do something and then they just uncontrollably laugh yeah. and it's like a loop where the baby just keeps laughing and stopping yes. that was you watching me yes. get thrown around from the <laughs> waves on the boat because literally every time it would jostle me yeah. or crunch my testicles <laughs> I would turn around and you were just like genuinely amused there's <laughs> nut shots are always funny I know even if like there was the whole Simpsons episode where the the the, the, the man gets hit by football wins the film festival and I would probably be on on that boat. No, no pun intended. It, 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 you could show me an Academy Award winning winning film. You could show me the greatest movie of last year. You could show me Moonlight, La La Land, whatever. And but then you could be like, and also we have this video of a guy getting repeatedly kicked in the balls. And I'd be like, well, how long does that last? <laughs> Two and a half hours. Done. 
I want that. I want the ball kicking video for are, two and a half hours. Are there compilations of that? I've YouTubed like hilarious compilations some nights where I'm just is. bored and, yeah. and high where you'll see like a bunch of either people falling off things or like yeah. pets like doing weird things. Yes, or, I think there has to be. I, I, I think, that, and uh, like hell, nut shot, nut shots volume. Now that's what I call Nutshots Twenty Six. <laughs> there has to be. I would then start buying those now compilations. Yeah. Like now, that's what I call Nutshots. That's where you Nutshots from the eighties. Oh my god, that's actually <laughs> Nutshots from the eighties, nineties, and more. Yeah. Well, there's got to be. I mean, I don't know what the yacht rock and nuts. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is of Nutshots between the eighties and like two thousands, other than just like ones the on wardrobe. One, yeah, ones on cocaine. Yeah, and the other isn't. So like yeah, uh, in the eighties the nutshots are on coke, in in the nineties they're on meth, and in the two thousands they're on weed. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only difference. And our our previous guest, uh, Mike Henry, voice of Cleveland from Family Guy, he was in that video. Oh yeah. Kicked in the nuts yeah. that I watched uh, so many times, which I thought was real, and then he burst my bubble and told me it was fake. But yeah, that there's something about nutshots and wa- and watching you on that boat getting repeatedly hit in the balls by the boat was just utterly and completely hilarious well me. thankfully yeah thankfully my balls had been um, had just been like you know iced and frozen over so I couldn't feel too much of it because <laughs> I sat in that lake for probably so basically you, you had um, uh, us drive all the way out to some as far as basically the other side of Tahoe from where we got yeah. the boat and then we found this like roundabout like secret canyon that almost looked like some weird like I think it's called Emerald you know, like in like a movie so. when you see like the boat like driving forever and then all of a sudden, like in, in the newest King Kong, right? When they were driving through that like crazy thunderstorm yeah. in, the, in the helicopter yeah. and, and then all, all of a sudden, sudden it, it just up. parted. Yep. Like we found that type of island yep. where it was a bunch of boats docked and we're like, oh, it looked like Spring Break 98. It, re- it really did. All we needed was uh, Jesse Camp and Dave Holmes. And Dan Cortez. And Dan, oh, I need Dan Cortez. <laughs> who um, who I just found out a buddy of mine is really good friends with, and I think we might get him on the podcast. I would love that. <laughs> MTV Sports, Dan Cortez, oh, Rock, yeah. Rock and Jock Challenge. Come on, the 10-point shot. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I would love to talk to Dan Cortez. And so uh, we, we we docked, and then we or were just kind of, you know, planted our seat in the middle of that little lagoon. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. and then used the life preservers as, like, I don't know, mini water chairs. Yeah. So you could float. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, oh, I'm not getting out of here. Yeah. Because also it was definitely cold for the first few seconds and then like you know like any good lake it was you, great you stay and you get yeah, warmer that also and, peeing uh, helps yeah peeing helps because we keep throwing your beers and you keep tossing <laughs> back the cans and then he's not being like hey guys i need a bathroom break no yeah, can we can you i know, get back in the boat so we can go to the nearest yeah we can go to land no you're just in the lake just chilling but the lake knows that yeah like you've never heard any stories of like a lake like something happening because there was too much pedestrian pee <laughs> Right? Is that a problem? We've, Al Gore was never like, well, well, people on spring break, okay. Well, your Al Gore sounds amazingly like your Dr. Phil. Okay, wait, yeah, let me, wait, let me, let me, let me check back in. Because it's, it's an inconvenient it's okay. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A little, um. It, it, it's not as quite as the inflections of a, of a Dr. Phil. The polar bears are, are, are running out of ice water, but also. Yeah. The, the, the lakes, the are, lakes rising. are rising from pedestrian pee. <laughs> now, yeah, had I brought that up pee. in 2000, maybe I wouldn't have lost. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be great if that was the reason? <laughs> Some weird pedestrian pee comment. Everyone was like, no, it's like because Bush fixed the campaign. Yeah. No, dude. You're like, no, man, the pedestrian People are peeing in lakes, and Gore knew about it. And, and he Gore didn't knew say about shit. it, didn't do shit. He could have so stopped vo- it. The voters rebelled. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic. We had a we had we had a great steak dinner, uh, and, and uh, then uh, we had the uh, quote unquote uh, entertainment, and uh, yeah, which that, which that was amazing. Which we met some people that were asking us what the entertainment was, and somebody goes balloon animals. Yep, and this was while, <laughs> while we were on the lake, and the girl goes, "That's fucking super creepy and weird." And then she basically. She couldn't figure out the code. Oh, yeah, and so I basically was like, well, now I need to say that it's not that and what it is just so she doesn't think we're a bunch of grown adult perverts that are like which, hiring by the way, a clown for, yeah, which I don't know if that sounds as being a pervert, but like, that why sounds would you, way more disturbing. Yes. If a guy says, hey, it's my bachelor party. Oh, what, what are you doing tonight? Having a bunch of strippers come, uh, or we're going out to see a bunch of strippers. Yeah, that sounds normal. If you're like, hey, what are you doing for your bachelor party? Um, a private balloon artist is coming to my room. That sounds creepy as fuck. Yeah. 
That sounds like if like, you're not oh, eleven. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna listen to merry-go-round music and then uh, peel someone's skin from their bones. Okay. That sounds like what you're gonna do later that yeah. night. Yeah. You're like, yeah. After the balloon animals, mass murder. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And if you're a balloon artist out there and you're listening to this, mm-hmm. sorry for profiling. <laughs> but you know, if you want to defend oh, yourself, it's not tweet the artist. Yeah, it's not the artist. I think the artist is doing a noble business. Yeah. Uh, it's the guy that orders the balloon artist and oh, just there says. You go. Make me a sword. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That guy. And that, then I'll fight you with a real one. Yeah. That, yeah. You have your balloon sword. I'll have my real sword. <laughs> yeah. One guy's going to have a pen because he heard the pen is mightier than the sword. What a douchebag. Yeah. And then. That's uh, not a fair fight. Yeah. Um, and th- my favorite moment that we're allowed to talk about. Uh, <laughs> well, the entertainment. I mean, of the yeah, entertainment. You, you can put your head together for what that was. Sure. Can you uh, just say it? Yeah, of course. They're strippers. Yeah. Come on, guy. Um, there was one point. Well, I want to say there was one point where I saw them dancing on you. Mm-hmm. And literally, I leaned over to Norm and I go, I feel like I'm watching my son like get the solo in the Christmas musical in fourth grade. Because I just was so proud of you. I just was like, or I was sending you off to college. It was just like a big, I don't know, you were so happy and they were so in the zone. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was a lot of fun. It, it, it was something and because like my because my brother-in-law is there because yeah. my fiance's uh, best friend was there like n- nothing malicious is happening we're not looking at each other like oh crap it was as clean as as fun. fun as you could have for yeah, that moment and exactly. it's like and that's and they even commented on that they were like thanks for not being like drunk assholes like we're like yeah and i was like well I mean, First of all, you're welcome because I was uh, super high and I didn't have it in me to be a drunk asshole. <laughs> right. Uh, but also, yeah, like we're not you, you. There's a way to do that and be and have fun and be respectful. And yeah. like and, and look, there was a point. Well, I don't you know that my favorite point was there was a uh, one of one of one of the dancers was doing. Uh, how can we say this? A trick, let's say. And um, she was basically performing the original plot to Toy Story 3. Yeah, which her own interpretive dance. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, Emphasis on toy. Yeah. And then you uh, were you were you, you were very focused. Yeah. You you were you well, were look, you were intent. Look, and I you were giving her the respect she deserved. Yes. She was working very hard. Yes. And like any good uh, audience member. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> also, if I'm sitting in a line of dudes watching women do what they're doing, yep. I'm not trying to check in with dudes. And right. what, like, I'm aware that I'm sitting next to other boners, okay? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to check in with the eyes attached to that boner. And basically... <laughs> Share a look of like you got a boner. Like I don't like. What are we looking at each other for? So watch the show. Yes, that's what you're. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's what the show wants you to do. You're a fellow performer, so you know how to be a respectful audience member. Thank you. And you know, Brad. yes, and you know what you like in an audience. Yes, and respect, what, and respect, attentiveness, and not talking. Yes, not so, talking. So uh, one of the other guys at the bachelor party, while this act was going on, while. Uh, Toy Story Three was <laughs> almost getting to uh, to the uh, climax. Uh, this one guy in the party leans over to you, and I don't know what he was saying. Something like, "Hey, so what do you like? This is pretty cool." And then no, he basically he he, he wanted to uh, it, like it, it, you know conjure up like he thought this was a time for like a Q and A for us to like conjure up like questions about like status report. Yeah, like I what's your boner status report, I'm, privates? I'm locked in. I basically haven't broken contact. I, I probably haven't blinked in four minutes, right? <laughs> And, and which is a testament to, to their performance. Absolutely. And uh, it's almost like in the, like I didn't want to blink because I thought I was going to miss something great. Sure. And basically just leans over and just imagine being locked in on something like that and somebody just leaning into your your point of view, your uh, your 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 eyeline and just going, yeah. do you think they? And it just was the start of any question and yeah. hearing a man's voice in my eardrum. Right. And I just go shut the fuck up. <laughs> And Brad is getting danced on, and it's a part like, and I just hear him start laughing from within the from uh, deep inside from, her vagina. Yeah. No, no, no. You heard from, you you heard you heard an echo of uh-huh. no. I, yeah, it's so funny. No, but you start cracking up. Because I'm cracking up because yeah. like we've been joking so much this whole this whole weekend and that was the most probably in our friendship but you said afterwards you never yes. heard me so locked in and connected to an emotion <laughs> and genuinely perturbed by something I've seen you upset <laughs> I've seen you frustrated yeah I don't think I've ever seen you that pure <laughs> angry the pure vitriol that you summon from within your body that's shut the fuck up <laughs> 
and like being so serious. And then he goes, all right, all right, all right. Uh, all right, all right. And then like literally two minutes later, he had to get up to go to the bathroom and he leaned in and right in front of my face, put his face in front of my face and goes, he goes, I'm gonna go pee real quick. And I go, stop fucking talking to me. Stop it. I don't wanna hear your voice. I don't wanna know that anyone else is here. Yeah, it's it's e- it's even worse than the moment when you're watching a porno and then oh. and then it like cuts to like a solo shot of like just the dude's face. So funny, and you're like, what, what, why? Yeah, like I didn't need that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want that. <laughs> At no point in watching this porno did I think to myself like, you know, it really help. Panning to a just guy, a dude, with a double thumbs up, looking right in the camera, going, "You close?" <laughs> That's that w- basically that what would it was. not happen. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, that that was <laughs> I, 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 out of the whole performance. That may have been the most entertaining part to me. Was That's just so a, funny. The, was just a genuine shut the fuck up. <laughs> that, that, just that was uh, was that was absolutely fantastic. And the and, and the gambling. Let's be honest. Like I am not a big gambler, but like am I. you have to have the right uh, crew because it is yes. such. And craps is the game we chose to play because it's I think, a it's a communal game. Yo, and there's a collective synergy among strangers Absolutely. and hopefully if you go in with a with a crew of of uh, friends that you you know have some built-in rapport it's even more fun because yeah. then it's like if somebody actually gets on a nice roll there were two roles i think i had in a role of maybe five mm-hmm. that were like exceptionally yeah. great because you guys were like give me this number and i rolled and you yet, that number and you did yeah and we and we're like uh that's some good juju yeah yeah and i had I think I, you know, I again. I think you started off. You put like a hundred bucks on like one number. Yeah, and we're like all looking at you like the fuck. Are you yeah, doing? yeah. Well, I I play craps the way I play fantasy football, which is, and I've only done fantasy football once. Yeah, where I basically I go I go for shock value. Yes, and I go for the unexpected. Mission In fantasy football, you are not supposed to do two things: draft a defense or a kicker first. I yep. did both. <laughs> So in the uh, chat room, I do. I ask my friend. I go, "What are you not supposed to do?" He goes, "Pick a defense and a kicker." I go, yeah. "And here we go." And my first pick. And my first pick is Martine Gramatica. You're uh, like, "What dude, the, the fuck?" Every, everyone in the chat room. It was just. It just made me so happy to see. As soon as I made my pick, everyone just going, "The fuck." <laughs> And what are you doing all down the line? And for you, it was worth the money yeah. just to get that moment from yeah. the table of, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so I go all in on that 100, lose it, put down another 60, yeah. and then got it back up to about 350, and yep. then doubled down twice and won it, and ended yeah. up walking away with about six, 700 bucks. Which is amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I walked away with uh, 300 total, which I'm happy with. I'm thrilled because normally- Walking away in the plus is a Whoa. plus. If I walk away with 40 bucks from gambling, I'm like, holy shit. This is like, and it's so weird how like you and I could go do a set uh, somewhere and make 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever. And uh, that, that, that money to us is like, okay, it's good. It's fun. But yeah. th- when you walk away from it with gambling, there's like that extra sense of like, I'm not supposed to have this money. Yeah. Like, I won this money. Yeah. I'm not supposed to have it. They try to take it from me, but you can't take it from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's that extra sense of, like, uh, a- a- extra sense of accomplishment. And it was fantastic. I love playing craps for the reasons that you said. It's that community game. Normally, if one person's winning, everybody's winning. Uh, like, blackjack is fun, but I just didn't want to have a moment where, like, some guy hits, gets a 10, and then the guy next to him was like, that was my 10, because yeah. you have that sometimes, and uh, I didn't want that to happen. So, yeah, it was crabs. It was great, and uh, just just overall, a fantastic bachelor party. If, it, if anyone out there is uh, getting married and you're throwing a bachelor party, uh, and it, go on a lake, get a boat, have a great group of dudes, and... Uh, it's just fun. It, it, it's just a great time, and I'm so glad that I was able to share it with uh, people that I care about. Yeah, man. Oh, are you gonna cry? I might. You know, it was a good moment. Were there moments yeah. you were overwhelmed with emotion? I was. Or just like, yeah, this is because like you have. It's weird. Women dream of their wedding day. Men dream of their bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> and we a one sit, act by Brad Williams. Yes, we sit there going like, like the way women are like, what color, what color is the centerpiece is going to be, and are you, are you going to have a train, and what's going on with, uh, with 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 your bridesmaids dresses? Men are like. So, what's going on with the entertainment that night? Is there going to be strippers? Is there going to be gambling? What sort, what, what sort of condiments do you want the strippers to eat out of their assholes? Like, that's the kind of things that, we, that, that, that men talk about and get just as emotional as women do with, they, with their weddings. And the fact that it went off, we, we never had a fight. We, we, we never had two dudes, like, 
you know, start fighting each other and be like, fuck this. Like, that never happened. There yeah. was no drama. And uh, it was it was uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, how many people at the craps table do you think saw a dwarf sitting there and thought, and I need to play there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think all. I would think anyone that sees a dwarf at a craps table, which sounds like a bet you could make at the craps table. Like, I'll put 200 on a, on a dwarf on a craps table. <laughs> You're well, like, oh, well, okay. has that Has that happened to you at any table in Vegas or Reno or anywhere where <laughs> people have asked you to maybe blow on their dice or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely happened. Hell, one time, uh, uh, the only the only girl that was at the bachelor party, and she was only there kind of on accident, was uh, Sarah Tiana. Oh, yeah. Uh, comedian Sarah Tiana happened to be performing at the uh, Lake Tahoe Improv, and uh, we, we both texted her. I was like, hey, we're here. Let's hang out. So she came. She rolled a little bit. Uh, she blew on my dice, if you know what I mean. And by that, I mean she, she literally blew, blew on yeah. the dice. Yeah. See, that, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexual about that. Yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, that, that, that'd be like an SNL character, like the guy that doesn't get innuendo. Yeah. She blew on my dice, if you know what I mean. That's happened, right? Oh, she right? gave you oral sex? No, no, no. She no, just, she just blew, blew, my dice, blew, yeah. blew on my dice. She uh, made me a sandwich, if you catch my drift. <laughs> oh, nice. So she, uh, yeah, no, she had some cold cuts, and she put them in between a couple pieces of bread. I was starving. We didn't have anything else in the fridge. <laughs> um, yeah. It, where, uh, where is uh, your fiancé now? Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the minimal amount of communication, too, throughout. Yes. Because and, I will say that that is a pet peeve of mine when people go on these things, yep. and then they... Look, I think it's, it is it is ridiculous to completely just shut off your phone and be like, sure. don't call me, bitch. Like, yeah. I'm having my fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not married to you yet. Yeah. You know, like. I'm putting dicks in places where they're not supposed to go. Yeah, just like. like we're not doing that. Like, and also, y- 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 the the occasional check-in is responsible. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know. Yeah, I didn't want had to. You, but just keep in mind, had I seen you on the phone or, or separating from the group nah. to have a phone call. I would have yeah. thrown your phone in the lake. Yeah, and I, I would. And then Al Gore that. would have done a documentary. <laughs> on it. Not only is there pee, now there's dwarf phones bobbing up and down, rising, r- rising sea levels, kill it, rising. Sea. <laughs> Uh, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and I've been to a bachelor party like that where where the where the bachelor at, during the entertainment left to like call his fiance oh, and it's, it's like, just dubbed pussy. Just dude. Stop, like and and. <laughs> She knew my fiance knew about it. Yeah. She knew she knew what was gonna go on. She 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 deciphered the balloon animal code real quick. Now did she uh, did she pick a point a point to like when the entertainment was gonna commence to send you like a text of like love you? No, she did not. Good move. She and, and guess what? I would have understood that. Yeah, but also it would have been like like remember this face. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a that's a I you know. I'm not gonna fight that move, you know. I'm not either. If 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 she had sent me like a picture of her face scowling like Saturday night at like eight o'clock, yeah. I would have probably laughed at that. Yeah, like just like remember this face yeah. when you're doing what you're doing yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's funny. That would have been funny. But no, but also um, the fact that you didn't is is a is a is a big move because it, it basically means like I trust you. Like, yeah, have, and have your fun. we had that conversation where she's like, "Hey, this is your weekend. This is your, this is your weekend with your friends." If have anything, I, I, w- I wish you would have texted uh, your friend who will be nameless who was trying to have a fucking discussion during the show and been like hey keep your small talk to a minimum this is not a fucking TED talk uh, yeah if she would have texted him and be like shut the fuck up yeah, like, no DVD that commentary been, that would have been great yeah uh, and then she had her uh, bachelorette party this past weekend and yeah same thing for me like hey go off have your fun she went to, she went to San Diego went on a went on a beer drinking tour and uh, uh, rented a, a very fast driving car to drive around San Diego and it was great. All our friends were there. It was fantastic. So yeah, it's all it's all coming together it's all coming together well. I'm the not, wedding is thirty thirty two days away. Wow. Thirty three days away. Something like that. Yeah. It's getting there, man. Do you have your um snuggy I'm sorry, tux picked out for <laughs> the wedding? It's a <laughs> It's a tuck snuggy or a tuggy, which sounds like something that I got at the bachelor party. <laughs> a hand job through a snuggy, yeah, a tuggy. That's that's one of the weird things you can get on the menu at the Buddy Ranch is a tuggy. It's like, oh yeah, you can get a threesome or a tuggy. Ooh, tuggy uh, sounds exotic. Oh my uh, God. So yeah. Uh, Wait, what is what is left to be done for the wedding? What do you what are you fearing? That is left to be done for the wedding. What do you have to do that you are delegating yeah, yeah, yeah. to the missus? Um, not really fearing it. It's mostly, 
Like, it's pretty much all logistics at this point of just, like, decorating and making sure people's flights get on time and hotel rooms and stuff like that. Uh, everything else is pretty much covered. The only thing that I'm fearing, uh, and I'm sure this will this will go away real quick, is at the wedding I'm fearing, like, the one relative from either her side or my side getting too drunk and then maybe, uh, I don't know, talking a little too much politics, spouting a little uh, some thoughts. Uh, I'm worried about that because we have some, uh, on both sides, we have uh, some loud people in that realm. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen, but uh, I'm confident, man. Uh, her family's great. My family's great. They've met. They get along. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried at all. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fantastic. It's going to be great, wonderful. <laughs> the best wedding. Yeah, absolutely. You have a wedding. Trump impersonator there? <laughs> just, just like walking around. He like taps me on the shoulder. And goes, I did three of these. They they were amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna do at least four or five. <laughs> what? No, one. I'm doing one. That's fine. Yeah, but uh, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm, I'm I'm excited. Everyone's sending in their RSVPs and that they're being there. And have I sent mine? Yep. Well, I mean, you're in the party, so I, okay. I, I assume. Okay, good. <laughs> but I, I'm so bad with that. I literally, to every wedding I've ever been to, I have yeah. my friends literally text me two or three weeks out, and they go, hey, man, are you coming? And I go, oh, yeah. And they go, can you can you tell me that through through written form, through yeah. the thing that I sent you? And I go, oh, man, you know you know, I'm busy and don't care about yeah. doing that. I, here, I'm coming. Yeah, there and, you go. Uh, beef. Yeah. He goes, it's not an option, man. I go, oh, all right. All right, uh, chicken. <laughs> chicken. Dude, it's salmon or... Or teriyaki. <laughs> teriyaki it. chicken? No. <laughs> teriyaki to... Dude, did you read the RSVP? Dude, I forgot you were getting married until now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there, there are there are a couple people on our list yeah, that uh, we have do, to do we double check-ins. Do have to go through and remind people, but uh, yeah, it's it's fine if that if that's the least of my problems. Uh, now we talked about your voice being uh, a little scratchy. Yeah, being but, a little. Uh, but um, we didn't talk about why. It sounds like. Um, it's the closest to my Whoopi Goldberg that I will ever actually sound <laughs> like. Uh, Eddie Whoopi Goldberg, Ghost Whoopi Goldberg, View Whoopi Goldberg. <sighs> Mary Fuck Kill. Probably wow. View. Probably View Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> because yeah. her voice was a little higher for the ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by the way, it's by no means a solid Whoopi Goldberg impression. <laughs> it's just the raspiness that she, um, yes. you know, lives with. Absolutely. But yeah, it's. Uh, Look, the Montreal Comedy Festival is yeah. the greatest festival on the planet. Yes, it is. It's a bummer that I finally go back and you're not there. Yeah, I know. But I couldn't do it this year because they wanted me to go for two weeks, and one yeah. of those weeks was, was my bachelor party. But we will uh, hopefully do that next year and yeah, do the buddy. podcast. A lot of people ask me why we didn't do it up there. So Yeah, uh, next year. I've, I've already got it locked on my calendar. I'm doing that. Uh, so the shows are there. I mean, and look, the shows and the comedians and the hang and like I was up till four or five every night. Amir and I were up till seven one night. Um, the okay. video. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'll play the video of me drunk at um, I'd say six thirty before, and I go, Amir, I need to go to bed now. And then, and then he goes, imagine. "Why?" And I go, "Well, look at this video." I basically we'd start to doing videos of each other drunk, just to like remember, just sure. a to make each other laugh, and to remember like how fucked up we actually were. So, yeah. Have you ever been walking down the street? I am Danny Estrada, owner of the Walking in the Street Workout Centers. <laughs> Yo, sometimes you need a little pump up, boom, up and down. I'm doing push-ups down, on a bar on the street. Pumping up street style. Tune in next week when we talk about the boss situation. <laughs> wow. Oh, and at the end of that, I did a uh, jump kick, like, at the end of, like, Wizard of Oz. Like you do. Yeah. Obviously. And that... Here's, here's and, Amir, ready? And I know you're <laughs> acting drunk, but you can still hear the drunk in your voice. Acting clear. drunk? Yeah. That? Yeah. Well, like, I know you're drunk. Like, like I know you're actually drunk. But yes. then you were probably exaggerating that for comedic effect for the video, right? I don't think so, man. <laughs> wow. I no, no why no. I played that to show you that's how fucked up you were. Oh yeah. You hear like that because yeah. then you hear me trying to talk but slurring like Yeah. And then here was a mirror. Have you been on the street wondering oh, boy. if you should vote for Trump again? Suck my dick, Donald Trump. 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 Moral. It's six in the morning. <laughs> oh, see, that's a new kind. That's a kind of drunk that not a lot of people categorize. There's the "I love you, man," 
who when, when, when he's drunk. There's the I want to fight everybody. Yep. When I'm drunk, uh, one category that I don't think gets talked about is the repeater. Yeah, <laughs> the the person just says that just sits there like uh, Jimmy two times from fucking Goodfellas. Get the papers, get the papers. The guy, the guy that just sits there in the corner, like I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. Oh, she's gonna be mad. Oh, she's gonna be mad. She's gonna be mad. She's gonna be mad. Yeah, it's like really that guy. There's there's the repeater. And 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 it was the amount of shows. And then I think it was the goddamn comedy jam on Thursday that really did me in. And then. I, you know, also it's like there's so many people there to meet and network yeah. with, and it's like, you, want you to know, try to do it all. I mean, and, and and every night I was like, I should go to bed. Then I would meet somebody else, and I was like, I get yeah. locked in an hour conversation. I was like, this is why I'm here is to right. parlay other jobs. Yeah. If you're smart about it, do hanging just with the comics that you hang with all the time. Look, that is fun. Like there was a night Santino and Adam Egget from the Economy Store and Jeff Ross and I. I never talked to Jeff Ross. I had an yeah. hour conversation with him. That if right. I had I not gone to bed, this was like at three thirty in the morning. I would have missed out on that, and it yep. was great because it was like. It, you know, it was look. I, I always see him around, and he always says what's up. But like, this was the first time it was face to face, and mm-hmm. him like, you know. And yeah. so that was that. What to me was worth it. So, but but then a lot of other nights were, you know, uh, meeting comedy club uh, bookers. The the yeah. woman who runs the DC Improv. Oh yeah, off with her. Yeah, yeah, so now uh, the, the She's great. Rick Bronson House of Comedy people. Yeah. Um, and uh, Minnesota. And then the goddamn comedy jam on on Saturday. I stayed an extra day because Josh goes, "Yo, we're doing the uh, we're doing the goddamn comedy jam in front of fifteen thousand people, dude. Oh, you gotta stay, dude. It's gonna be great." Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did it in front of fifteen thousand people at the outdoor venue where they do only music. Yeah. And this, I did uh, these videos are insane. I I've seen yours. Yeah. It's on my Instagram. You gotta look it up. But this is just. I mean, that's on my and, Instagram, and, and you hear the people in the back yeah. singing, like you oh, hear dude. the crowd. I mean, I really like, how I mean, did that? Feel? I mean, I dude, it was. I mean, look, the shit I did in Ghostbusters was rock star status, but this was like, but that was stops and starts, you know, and everyone knows you're there for a movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's different. I mean, look, this is everybody. You can hear some people singing along, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, it was like... Is that the closest you've ever been to Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. And my <laughs> uh, my, uh, my sophomore yourself would love to hear that. But it was... Dude, um 15,000. Now, what's the... Now, the, I think the biggest crowd you ever did comedy for was at Red Rocks, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Which I'm going back to uh, this week. To see the head and the heart. Yeah. Yeah. What are They're not letting you open up or anything, are they? Or? No, no, but no, okay. I am so... Well, wait, this comes out... Uh, next Monday, I believe. Okay, so I yeah. saw them. Yes. They were fantastic. <laughs> no, I, so yeah, when we recorded this, I was heading to Denver mm-hmm. and then saw Head in the Heart at the... Yeah, I'm going to see them uh, at Red Rocks and that... I, I hope uh, Avery and I are going to go to Soundcheck and what I'm hoping is that we can take some videos of us fucking around like yeah. musically. That'd be great. But yeah, I mean, the stand-up portion, by the way, because it was a goddamn comedy jam, so everybody did about four or five minutes of stand-up. Yeah. Some people did nothing. Jay Orgeson did crowd work and crushed. Cause were, and 15,000 well, people, he did crowd work? Well, look, there's a lot of people in the way back talking, so there's only yeah. up front maybe a thousand that are listening. Right. But there's kids and stuff around, so Jay was like, who's the fucking parent of the year that brought these toddlers to fucking listen to me say <laughs> fucking anal? And so, you know, he was just... You know, and then he did a Nickelback song, but the music part, Perfect. the stage is set up for music, so that that part was no problem. Yeah, but uh, unbelievable. But yeah, it was it was um, I'm so, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, it made you. It definitely made me want more of that feeling. And and my so funny. My mom goes, "It looks so good. Your sound so good." She goes, "You should, you should start a band." <laughs> I go, like, "Welcome." Mom. That's a that's, yeah. that's, that is a moment that I don't a mom comment that I is uh, you, you know that I appreciate. But like, what am I? You know, yeah. But look, I did. I want. I wanted more of that feeling. It was unbelievable. But also the hoarseness I felt in my voice after, which oh. I'm still feeling the residuals of now. Sure. I can't imagine. And we were talking about this after how guys like Dave Matthews or Bruce Springsteen or you know, like the guys that do how many hundreds of shows a year, like how they just how you do hundreds of songs. I yeah. couldn't have imagined singing another song, Brad. Right. I mean, let, like keep in mind, I did not have my full voice to start with. 
So, but um, just think, yeah, like, and <clears throat> I, I, I know, like, the same thing happened to Brent Morin. Brent Morin, uh, at at the goddamn comedy jam up in Montreal, did a, did a tribute to Lincoln Park to uh, Chester Bennington, and he performed the song, performed the song "Crawling," and he screamed it. He went for it and he sounded amazing and then like i was texting with him he's like the next day he's like i'm i'm done like my voice is gone so i can't imagine guys like yeah, that, that do screaming. that that do those shows every night yeah. multiple songs it's just it's just insane yeah it, it, it's it's nuts i i love how i love though that your mom sees you do like sing one song for 15,000 people and it's like you should just do that yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, like well yeah supportive. I yeah. would love to yeah. I would love to just sell tickets for a 15,000 seat venue have them sell out and yeah. sing, a, sing a couple of karaoke hits and walk off stage totally. I would love that shit yeah. to get paid that kind of money but <laughs> it was uh, that city is so gorgeous too and like there's so it's much wonderful. there were so many cra- if you look at my Instagram stories too I mean there were so many things I was taking of like weird people in like weird um i don't even say like theme park characters but there were these one dudes that were dressed in these things where yeah because there's little parades going on yeah day they looked like like they had tiny heads on tall bodies and then the heads would go up like every now and then they must have levers inside that the heads would just like raise up like a pez dispenser (laughs) and uh that was freaky and it was just like it's like things where you're just like this is a fair and a festival and like anything goes and it's comedy, so it was just like, yeah, let's have some weird fucking kind of creepy Absolutely. tiny head raise up on a, on a large body. <laughs> I would put the Montreal Comedy Festival up there with like a bucket list destination, like a Bonnaroo, like a Coachella, like a Lollapalooza, any, like Bumbershoot, any, any, any of these festivals that people want to travel like long distances to see. I implore everyone, go to the Montreal Comedy Festival. Yeah. Go there as a fan. I would go there as a fan if I, if I, got, if I got the chance just to see all these different shows. Oh, the amount of shows I panels couldn't even get to. Oh, oh, the award ceremony I saw. Oh, yeah, I should, yeah. with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, man, yeah. Let me just do that because I took some video of that. Yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, so they, they did a, a person of the year, which was uh, Trevor Noah. And mm-hmm. then, um, uh, oh, God, what else? Person of the year. Um, Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey got some kind of legend award, right? He did, yeah. <laughs> this is Jim Carrey accepting the Generation Award. Yeah. Timing. Such great timing. Uh, when I was born, I was given a name and a number and a nationality. I was French, Irish, Scottish. My mother's name, her maiden name was uh, Orem, which is uh, Norse, which means I am a Viking rape baby. <laughs> Oh my god, so good. Do the math on that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, it, being in his presence was unbelievable, and I had a couple opportunities. I think I fucked up to to go back and meet him, and and I got fixated on like wanting a picture with him. Man, it was one of those yeah. things where I mean, I've talked about his importance to me before, sure. and you know, I I was really trying to orchestrate it too. I was talking to like you know Campanelli and and Santino about who I went to the awards thing with, and and Andrew at one point went backstage to see him beforehand, and. I was talking to Wayne Fetterman, so I did, wasn't able to go back, and, and I was like, oh, that might have been my chance. But then I was like, you know what, man? Like, I would have been back there. I would have, like, even, who knows if that even it would have been a moment. And yeah. I don't know what I'm putting this moment up on a pedestal for, but it's almost like I want to tell him what, you know, that I have, I am doing this, and this is my life because of him. Like, yeah. direct, directly because of him. Right. And it's like, and, and, I, and I've told this to a few people, and even was telling uh, Eric Griffin and Santino, and they were, and, and Griffin really got it, and, and was like, I, I get, like, that something like that can be that for you. And and, and I was like, because it's not just like, oh, he was my favorite comedian growing up. It's like literally, yeah. you know, being... Life going one way. Being fat Adam and being yeah. made fun of and being depressed as a kid and being like, I'm, you know, I don't want to say I was suicidal, but just like, but very bummed down yeah. and very like, more than bummed out. Just yeah. like really, you know, and, and, and not... You know, and 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 all those feelings were just making me, you know, eating more and just whatever, and just I I didn't have anything that made me happy other than, um, you know, trying to not be unhappy. Right. Does that make sense? And yeah. then and then I start, you know, but watching all these comedies would make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I started impersonating, you know, uh, you know, in Living Color sketches and then Ace Ventura, and then all of a sudden, like 
the exact opposite of the feeling I'm get, getting from being teased, I'm producing and getting from making people laugh. And yeah. so it was just a, oh cool, I, that feeling is way better, I'm just gonna keep doing what is making me feel that. Right. And, and like directly, and, and then- That was the spark. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, and then that, you know, obviously you have to make a, a choice in your life to then go, oh cool, I'm gonna make comedy, uh, try to make it my profession. But yeah. still, like, it had not that happened, I wouldn't have, yeah. so uh, so I think it's wanting that moment and then wanting a picture, but then at the end of the day, you're like, what is a picture, like, do I, what do I, I don't want it for the Instagram likes, I want it for no. me. Right. But, um, you know, but who knows, but then also, you know, it's like we've talked about, like, you want to put yourself in a position where you go, well, maybe I'll work with them. Like, don't don't get that picture now. Get that picture when you... Yeah, we get that picture when you're sitting across at a... At a at table a, read or something. Yeah, at a table read from them. So going, hey, Mr. Carey, I'm your co-star, yeah. Adam Ray. Yeah. And then have him know you on that level. Because yeah. in, in talking to Santino and Eric who and Al, who are now working with him on the great show, I'm Dying Up Here. Please watch that on Showtime. Uh, yeah. Jim came to see Santino do stand-up one night, too. Oh, that's so cool. And I was like... I mean, what the? Can fuck, you imagine? Dude? Like, and that's the, and that's the level that they have now because they're coworkers. They're not fan and star. They're coworkers. Yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock came to see me do stand up in Boston, and that and was, she won an Academy Award. So yeah. suck it, Santino. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're trying to say <laughs> at, a, at a at a tiny at the, at the comedy studio above a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, in a room. Uh, well, probably about the size of the room that Santino did, because a lot of those rooms, as you know, yeah. are dope venues, but there's a lot of small ones, and then there's some really grand yeah. ones where they do the nasty show and whatnot. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I didn't get to see, I want to see Melania, I want to see Berbiglia. I did see Berbiglia do stand-up on the spot, which was great. Oh, that's a, uh, yeah, that's uh, Jeremiah Walken's, Jeremiah Walken's show, show yeah. where you literally make it up. Yeah. You ask the audience to yell out a topic, and they yell out a topic, and you just fucking go yeah and uh yeah i, I we both done that show at the yeah. comedy store it's it's so amazing for big we so had some fun. great line where somebody goes like flirty and he goes well i'm not doing a lot of flirting now because i'm married he goes it's so funny when you're like not married you're just like looking around and you, you're just you're thinking in terms of like i could fuck that i could fuck that and then like you get married you just go i can't fuck anything <laughs> but he in a very burbiglia way yeah, i like that I can't fuck anything. His, yeah, his, yeah, his rhythms are so like he's got he he's got that down. He's Doesn't it make you excited to think about where we are now in our careers and think like the rhythms of like Chappelle or Birbiglia. It's like that like they honed in on those probably yeah. about at the time that we're at now. But it's like it only gets more where you go. Oh, that's a Brad Williams like. Rhythm, rhythm. You know? Yeah, he, he he yeah. I would love for someone at some point to say, oh, he told that joke. Like Brad Williams, and also you know your shit joke. enough to where yeah. when you write something, you're going like, oh, it goes, but um, but um, yeah, 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 but like, but um, but um, yeah, 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 or whatever, yeah, which that was you falling down the stairs, yeah, but I was like, there was one moment where I thought I could save it, yeah, and then <laughs> going down, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, it, it, yeah, and I look forward to the day that uh, that happens, and I look forward to the day when uh, I think I think I think we're both excited about this where. Uh, we both know that our best stuff is yet to come. And yeah. I think that's really exciting. And to see uh, our, our friends keep getting better and, not, and, 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 and we're keep getting better and then we get to, and we get to witness their successes. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool feeling. And uh, we love talking about them unless we're, unless we're talking about matchbox 20, in which case, what are you going to do when you hear this tonight? <laughs> Uh, are you gonna scream or are you gonna? Because it's not a song that you hear. It's not the beginning of yeah. of um, "Sweet Child of Mine," you right? Know? Right. <laughs> but it's still a memorable. It's like an emotional song. So I'll I'll probably just uh, I'll probably just hold the hand of my fiance who I'm taking to the concert, stare longingly into her eyes, and just go, "Tonight, we doing butt stuff." Well, then you should definitely ask that to the song "Push." <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> so, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and tell your family and everyone you know. But what should I tell them? Well, you can just tell them that. Tony Dan.
Bonanza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.